Hello. <laughs> That's Mercury retrograde at its Mercury finest. <laughs> retrograde. Oh my goodness. Yeah, when she said that, I was like, wait, this makes sense. Because last it, time you told me, it was like three months ago, right? Yeah, it happens like every three months. And it just like, it's it just technology it just kind of gets all messed up, right? <laughs> so... So it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's just technology, but it's people too, right? Because I've been having communication issues. Yeah, like, like it's pretty much associated. Like Mercury is a planet associated with communication, I'm pretty sure. Um, so that when it goes into retrograde, like it, it affects all types of communication, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that really like resonated with me last night. Because I'm like, I'm just really tired of like arguing because... Um, I'm like, I love to be definitely like a debater, but like I found, um, I'll just say it in our, my relationship, we were fighting and I know that that's like really common with the pandemic, but like, you know, it just came to too much. I was like, Oh, Mercury's in retrograde. Oh, okay. Cause last time it was the same thing. <laughs> it's great. It's crazy. Once you start paying attention to it like how you can almost see like okay like and it's not in like a bad sense like you can learn how to work with it because there's like a lot like obviously there's like good and bad things that come out of it like I have a book on it and it's oh, funny it's like my partner would uh, debate with me you know it's like sometimes like you just need to agree on something <laughs> so true but yeah, I don't know it makes sense it makes sense because me yeah. and I can both play any argument and that's uh, I think it's a something you're taught I think your parent you have parents that teach you how to do that or you don't and I think him and I both have parents that taught us how to fight both sides of the argument and that's taking it that's making a pretty like firm statement but yeah we play we both play the devil's advocate you know <laughs> hey oh well you know at least you have somebody that gives it back to you. <laughs> exactly. And what, like, honestly, no. I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think you could handle somebody who doesn't do that. Well, I've been in relationships like that, and it, it, it's totally normal. But, like, for them, not for me. <laughs> Hello, I'm poking you. <laughs> I'm the same way. But I find, like, I poke, and then they, like, I push I poke and then I push away you know because I don't know when to stop my poking sometimes but I guess the thing is is like why settle right and like it has nothing to do with like poking I think it's like knowing you deserve better or what you want not even that you deserve better it's like you know what you want right yeah I think there's something about finding your equal that way because when um well I never knew I didn't know this was gonna be about my relationship today but like when him and I met, we never in a million years would have thought that we were like going to be um, like life partners because we were like opposites. But when you, I guess, find that person who you can uh, just be you, you know? yeah, just be yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you found that, you know, um, oh, thank you. that's important. <laughs> selfish sometimes talking about it because, but then I remember that when I was alone, I was really happy being alone so I know someone like you like you're you're so secure in yourself that I don't really I'm not great to talk about my relationship with you <laughs> but some people I'm like oh I don't want to like be so happy in my relationship <laughs> no I'm happy for you for being happy because you know that's how oh, it's supposed you. to be and I think so commonly like 
we're not happy in relationships and we feel ashamed to talk about it right um been there (laughs) so if you're in a good relationship talk about it like it's awesome I love to see love and I love to see people who are truly like working together you know um that that to me is like the best thing ever (laughs) and you can you can truly tell when people are in love and they're on like they're truly connected right yeah. It's a, and it's something that it's like when I think back to it it's like um it, love is not really commonly accepted in our society if you think about it like mm-hmm. it, it go back to like I know my grandparents like at least my mom's dad and mom like they met in a newspaper ad right so really? if like yeah like um it was right after the war in Germany and um he put out an ad to find mm-hmm. a wife and she responded and then they got married and um, immigrated here to Canada, right? And then if you think, and then they learned to love each other, but they weren't in love with each other. And and it's crazy to see, like, how that actually does affect relationships, right? Like, when My you... My grandma used to tell me about it. Right? And, and then it's like, so so you don't think that after a long time of being together that you don't end up resenting somebody because you never truly married for love. You, you married for mm-hmm. security. And, and I think this is very common in a lot of, um, a lot of people's lives is like, love isn't always enough, like not when we think. So I think we're so, it's so um, amazing that we're able to be here in this day and age and be able to do what we love mm-hmm. and have the freedom to love who we want, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that's something that has been very oppressed. Well, I feel... Um, thank you. That's such a, you put it so nicely. I always wonder, like, because I, I was born here, never really moved further than, like, in a 100-kilometer radius that my family lives in. But he, my partner, came from across the world, and I just wonder sometimes, like, what if he didn't? So, yeah, I, I feel really lucky to have that, and then... The way you put it is really nice too. So thank you. Yeah, I think that you know, there's somebody out there for all of us, but we just need to like realize we deserve that person, <laughs> and then you need to start loving yourself because when you start doing that, like things change, right? But I think you know that, right? Love what you do. Yeah. Like it's it's like it's a continual process, even yeah. in the relationship, to grow as an individual, and that's tough to find. Uh huh. Too in a relationship, and somebody that gives you your freedom to be your in, an individual too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think a lot of uh, I think a lot of us don't really know how to actually be in relationships. To be honest with you, <laughs> well, it's, I, it's, so hard, I, it's you know? something that's not. So recently, <laughs> I started reading this book, and like, I mean, like, it's been a couple weeks since we've been able to connect I'm sorry things have just gotten so busy but don't say sorry that's the Canadian of us I know it's because it was planting season I know it's been crazy like I've been I've been working but not working like (laughs) I've been in my garden a ton (laughs) I've been working it's hard it's like 
It has been just nice, but it's been interesting, right? Uh, still very interesting, mm. this whole world. Two balcony gardens. You've been, like, actually farming gardening. <laughs> hey, wherever you can do it, it's, like, I see it's, like, so common with everybody right now. It's, like, everyone's gardening, and I love to see that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. It's, like, this world that uh, so many people, like, maybe you and I and people like us, or I don't want to say like us, but to do this type of thing before um garden or make art and things like that now the whole world is like oh what am I gonna like I need a hobby I'm so tired of watching tv <laughs> and they start to make bread and paint a picture and I'm like I'm laughing I guess it sounds rude that I'm laughing but um I always put a lot of thought into this before because it was my job to like eliminate people's jobs so I'm like what are they gonna do when they don't have a job anymore I would, like, sit there and think about it. And I'd always, like, say it was my expression. I'd be like, everyone will paint. Mm-hmm. Everybody can make art. Because <laughs> really, like, that's what a great way if we have the freedom in Canada to live that way. We're so lucky. We, we really are. We really are. Like, it's, uh, it's insane. <laughs> well, and it sounds like it. And I think that with everything going on in the world, because the entire world is affected, that the joys that come out of this pandemic are difficult to talk about because we don't want to feel good. It's like a sad time. It is. It is kind of, I get that consensus from people. I feel that too. Like, um, I think because it is just such like, it's affecting everybody differently. Right. Um, so it's hard to be like, Oh, I'm doing really good. Or like, I'm not doing good. Or, you know, but that's like the whole comparison that we always put on each other anyways. So why don't we just accept where we are, right? I don't want to be like a pity party and be like, well, I'm really happy, but my life is also really shitty. Like, I don't want to say that because it's a journey to get to, I guess, appreciating what you have and it is um, ignoring what you don't have because I cried yesterday again. It came out of nowhere in front of my mom and my boyfriend. I was crying because I was upset about losing my job and and but really at the same time I was just trying to express how happy I am it was so weird it was a weird conversation yeah it's but it's like even collectively like look what's going on again and and now it's like this virus has disappeared and now the George like what's going on is absolutely terrible and yeah it's like I don't even know how to talk about it because like I don't even know how to express like the feelings of sadness like it just makes me feel (laughs) yeah so because we're recording right now and we feel like we have like a certain responsibility to express not just for ourselves but even for the people listening because we want to be open I guess yeah and I don't want to necessarily say my opinion I can't even I can't even say that I I don't even know like where you don't even know where to begin in a situation like that like it's just it's so incredibly sad like it's so I I don't know what it's like first of all to feel black I know but I know that that in my lifetime there has never been a race issue um because I'm only 32 that has affected white people like this. So I know that it makes me feel a certain way, but I know that I can't fully understand the issue. Yeah. I think that's it too, is I, I under, I kind of feel the same way. 
like I have a huge heart and I'm just, um, I don't know. I don't know how to, what you do. And then I see people, we always get on the topic of the kids. How are you recording? Little children. In our families. Oh, you're recording? Are you talking to your cats? <laughs> no, my. You don't need to say you. No, somebody just showed up at my door, and I just about. I didn't think you. I didn't think you heard me say that. I was just Sorry. here. Can you? Can I? Can you hold on for one second? Absolutely. Okay, I'm just. Uh, I'm just gonna pause one sec. I'll talk to myself for a minute okay, because, um, and you might hear this later, you might not. But someone asked me if we have viewers, and yes, we do. So to the one viewer listening right now, thank you. We appreciate you. And we would never leave you with dead air. So, um, yeah, it's a really tough topic that we just got onto. So definitely don't want to end it there. Hey, us feeling the dead air. And um, I don't think we're back yet. Yeah, to our... One to nine listeners that are listening right now. <laughs> Not quite to ten listeners yet. Thank you for listening. And um, if you want to let us know where you're listening from, maybe I should create a social media page for us so you can reach out to us. I will do that. Social media is on my agenda this week, so that will be coming probably. Uh, LinkedIn. Probably both. Where else should we be? Having our social media fans? I think it's just the We might actually be a good um a good addition on Reddit, but I don't know if we have any recording for now. I have a little I have a little something for Okay, Allie. Yeah. Allie, you're gonna yeah, okay. Bye. <laughs> so sorry about that. It's my nephews. It's okay. I kept our I kept our viewers like with some conversation. Yeah, my sister. Uh, but I was saying I don't want to. Yeah, my this is my nephew's seventh birthday today. So my sister just had to. I wasn't expecting her to stop by, but she came to grab a tablecloth and some wrapping paper. <laughs> Oh, okay. And then you're going to... Uh, yeah, I will later at some point, but tomorrow we're going to do, like, a family thing with him in the afternoon. I can't believe he's seven. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so, back... I, I just wanted to... I was saying, yeah, I was saying while we were having dead air, I was like, I, I, we shouldn't end our our discussion on the George Floyd thing there just because No, I'm sorry. No. This is the Mercury retrograde. Communication interruption. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, but yeah, that is uh I really um there's a lot of stuff coming out about it, right? And like I saw something that right now it's like they're using that to distract us from what else is really going on. Yeah. And it's okay. So here it's all like, it's all uh, going back to love. Like they're still teaching us fear. Like we just need to love each other. This is the roots of it. If we all loved each other in the first place, like we wouldn't be in this situation. And we can still show respect to the man. hundred percent. And say that, 
you know, he was used as a pawn. And I've, I'm thankful I heard other people say the same thing. So I'm not the first one to say this, but for any person to be used as a pawn, but why does it always have to be the people who are, you know, um, it's it's a way of separate it's a way of separating it's minorities or people who it's are a way of separating you even more yeah. like they uh i doubted that that could be the argument too sorry but i saw someone post a meme this morning saying that donald trump is a racist and like i'm like again this argument is coming up i thought this has been just proven so many times he's not a racist so it I mean, it is a way to um affect the election coming up so not that we're american but it's true it's, it's funny this morning i um i saw something about like um media right and like media is uh, a ancient greek goddess of illusion and it's just kind of like funny how one of those like symbolically like the symbolism between like the media and the goddess of illusion like what i really i would mm. like like, it makes me question what is actually really going on, right? Like, what is really going on? There are really loud noises happening in my house. I'm wondering what's going on it's in my house. In your um, Like, noises? <laughs> yeah, like, really, really, okay. really loud noises. Oh, our cheese drawer is so I hard think- to open. That's what it was. Like, it sounded like something was Okay, crazy. so <laughs> you'll find this you'll find Sorry. this interesting because you were with me the day that um, Brett got into the accident, right? So Yeah, it's a day I'll never forget. Re- so Yeah, life. recently I can't believe that that was the last time I know, I it's kind of crazy. Um, but that is just how life happens. But uh Recently, I got a, I found like this girl who does like distance Reiki and they do like the power of three distance Reiki. And I was like, you know what? I need some Reiki. Like all of the stuff that's going on really, I think affects me emotionally because I am very energetically sensitive. So for me, it's like, I find, um, I find it pretty easy to just kind of isolate myself and like go within because, uh, that's just kind of who I am. And like, I guess I didn't realize it before, (laughs) but it's like, I love being around people, but I love being alone. And then, Mm -hmm. um, I know, like I got this report. So they gave me the Reiki and I got this report and, uh, how this is getting back to Brett. Sorry. (laughs) Um, but, uh, it's, uh, they told me that a male energy is trying to connect with me through, the butterfly <laughs> and yeah. it's Brad. <laughs> yeah because that happened I know and then they even said something about me being clairaudient like and then this was going back to the loud noises mm-hmm. you're hearing is saying that like they try to connect with me like the music starts cutting in and out and like the lights start to flicker and you hear noises because like I believe I'm clairaudient and like they said that my spirit team connects like they sent me this whole report after and I couldn't believe how crazy it was because I didn't tell them anything about me <laughs> anyway mm-hmm. so Claire Audian and you say you're hearing loud noises to me I think that like that's just spirits trying to communicate with you 
<laughs> yeah, and I think right? it's like because you are like when you're with me I think it almost is a little bit more I, I told Reza that this morning I'm like whenever I'm in the house and I'm a conduit I'm in a conduit to spirit it's because I feel like uh, um, yeah and then it was kind of crazy because the girl also in the report was like are you Reiki trained if not you should be and then I was like well I'm actually a Reiki master and she said to me that my treatment felt like home to her and she's only had that like in a couple people she has worked on since she started her spiritual journey so I'm like oh shit what am I doing <laughs> I'm just still hiding myself still you know yeah, I, I think so I think so and more and more um I'm just not like uh I almost got my branding uh done so I'm like getting mm. I'm getting there but I'm not, I'm not fully speaking my truth yet. And I think I've missed this because it's like, I just get to say whatever I want to say. I'm like, don't really worry about <laughs> sounding weird or strange or whatever, you know, it's just kind of free. No, you shouldn't worry about that. I think maybe you worry about that because um, you're from like a conservative. Um, oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah I like I feel and it's funny because I do get like issues in my like throat and stuff like that because I don't and it's connected mm-hmm. with not like speaking how I should right um mm-hmm. but it's like because this gives me the outlet but it's like I'm not necessarily like I don't make videos of myself and put them online like not a lot of people actually really know what I am doing (laughs) I know so so I'm just uh like stay tuned I'm working on my website I'm working on my uh branding and I will be coming out with something but hopefully when Mercury retrograde ends (laughs) like it's just not it's not in my books right now no I saw I think it's been like a lot of self-expression. I think for a long time, I didn't really accept who I was. And like now that I do, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Um, Like when you feel like you've always been judged by people, like, how do you, (laughs) how do you? (laughs) I think we, we all have that, that we all have that in common. And it's so easy to forget that because I always feel the same way too. And sometimes it can feel like you're always a fish swimming against the current and you're alone and it's this uphill battle. But I think we're all on that hill. We just forget we're all on that hill. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I feel, I, sometimes I feel so alone in that, that everyone judges me and people don't accept me for who I am, but everyone judges everybody and nobody accepts it's right, and it's funny because we all feel that way yeah we all feel so separated mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. uh yeah I was having that feeling yesterday like that's why I was breaking down because losing my job it was I'm embarrassed and I don't want to admit it because I'm at the same time so bad at myself. yeah so I get like I kind of get it like I'm I'm not really going back to work like my like the shop that I was working at is going through some changes so it's not like 
I'm, I don't know. It's hard to explain. <laughs> right. So yeah, I got fired though. I, I can't say I never. <laughs> so I have to take some accountability. for Yeah. Like, I know time. how that. Yeah. Hey, I get, I get it. I've worked in a couple jobs. Like working is so hard too. Like that relationship is like knowing when to set your boundaries and like knowing when you're doing what your job is and what you're doing, what like every. I'm going to come right out and say something. You know, not expect me to say, but like a few years into my career, I'm going to call it because that career meant so much to me. I want to call it a career. So a few years into it, <clears throat> excuse me, I was really young and I'm not going to say I was really dumb because I wasn't, but I messed up one time and I had an abortion. It was the hardest thing I think I did in my 20s because I was so alone my whole time. Like, you're going through this period of being alone all the time. And I went through that, and I I really enjoyed it. And I, <clears throat> I chose myself and my career over having a kid. And now when I look back on it, I don't regret it. But if I could give the girls, I say, you know, I fought for the girls behind me. Um, for the equal whatever, and if I could give them any advice, it would be that, you know, it's this a career is really important, and it might be one of the best things in your life, but it's not the most important thing in your life. It just isn't, and it can't be. Like it's it was just money. That's all it was. It's just money. So I don't know. I really had some deep thoughts over the weekend, and yeah. No regrets, but just some really yeah. Like, good for you for being like so open and honest about that, um, because not a lot of people would share something like that, right? Uh, and I really, I admire you for that because I think like it's so common for a lot of women um, to get an abortion uh, for whatever reason, and and I don't think you realize it at the time, um, and you and. And you have to grieve it in some sort of way, right? Because it's a loss, right? And just to be open and honest about it. And it's crazy how... I count the years. I think every woman does it. I count the years. I think we all do it. Anyone who's had one, you count how many years it's been. Every year. I think we all... I think Yeah. Anyways, sorry. I'm not trying to be sad. The sadness came out there. But um, my life, I'm super happy with it. And that's where... um, I'm noticing these last couple of days when you're saying communication, I am one to always say how I feel and I'm feeling a way. Like I'm very happy. Me too. (laughs) But I think that's important. It's in polarity. Like I think that's how you appreciate the happiness. You know, like if you, like for me, it's like, I know I'm happy and like, but I know I have like this deep sadness in my heart. Like, because I think at the same time, like, how can you not? Like, um... I was saying to my dad yesterday, I have a, sh- I feel shame right now because I feel like I have a responsibility because I am aware of, um, I believe that some of our right human rights are being taken away by what's going on. And it's, it's arguable, but I firmly believe that and I'm not doing anything about it. So I have this shame that how will I answer to the next generations when, because I used to read the history and say, how did you guys let this happen? 
and now I'm living it, and I'm just letting it happen. I'm not doing a single thing to stop. I think the thing is, is like we don't know what to do. Like I don't like, or there's so much you could do, and you could join this organization, that organization, this organization, but it doesn't quite incorporate everything, right? It's like everything again. Everything is again so separated, but for the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, you wonder would it even help? So, I was well, any better, anything I helps, right? Like anything helps. Anything. Just pick something and do anything. But it's how do you make? I decided. I to saw that. Good for you. Yeah, I haven't talked about it too much, and I'm not going to get into too many details on here because it's like an email subscriber thing. Not that our nine listeners will <laughs> make it to the press or anything, but. Um, it's a, I, I was feeling shame, but I was like, Hey, if I'm doing this and this works out, I can like tell my grandkids, no, I didn't change history, but like, yeah. I did I've been really toying with the idea of how I want to, um, how I want to present my business as well. Right. Um, I've, uh, because I do so much with things like I've looked into ways of giving back to this or that but like I don't know if there's just one cause that really stands out for me because there's so many I feel connected to (laughs) yeah I I understand that 100% whenever I was and this is like opposite but whenever I decided hey, someday I want to become an engineer. I was like, what the heck kind of engineer am I going to be? And I could never decide on it. But yeah, when it come, came to deciding on who to give the money to, I was uh, hemming and hawing for so long because I was like, there are so many people. Who like, like, I want to help. I want to help um, the animals. I want to help butterflies. I want to help the... <laughs> I want to help the mental health. I want to help the hospice. Like, where do you begin? So it's funny, I recently found a hospice that I have a volunteer application form right in front of me. (laughs) Well, I decided that my charity was on poverty. There are seniors living in poverty. But did you know the biggest demographic of people living in poverty are people age, I think it's like 38 to 58 or something? Yeah, because you know there's nothing, like if you think about it, um, there's a lot of government funding for kids, for young mothers. But like if you're single from the ages of 30 to 58, like there's not really anything for you for the government to help you. Or it's very, very far but few Mm -hmm. it's like those are the people who seem to can't get any help so no wonder they have the biggest poverty yeah and I know they get some help but um what I would what I my goal is is that like helping people in poverty like stay in poverty is one thing but but blending that line between poverty and middle class so you can't tell that somebody lives in poverty like I don't think giving somebody the bare minimum um, to stay in poverty is helping them. You're, you're promoting poverty that way. So 
I really want to be like almost like a luxury not for profit when it comes to helping people in poverty. And I'm not saying like, you know, go ball out the car. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying like, um, they should be treated equal. They should have what everybody else has. And not now, do you think maybe this is because they don't know? Like, do you think maybe educating some people on this, like, right? And like educating them on their options or? No, I think it's just as simple as literally just giving them the things that everyone else has. Because when, um, when this happened, there are so many kids. That uh, yeah, have a I, I, I heard a lot of that. Right? Or like not even access to right. the internet, right? So, well, this is yeah, the whole thing. It it's, it's like we pay so much for all of this stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I saw one of the rants at the beginning of this whole thing. It's like, oh, yeah, like you give us this money, but do you realize like how much it costs to pay our hydro, pay our phone bills, pay our internet, pay our, like, everything costs. So it's like, yeah, you're giving us this money, but it's, like, it's not, it's going right into that, right? Like, why aren't these companies who are making all this money, like the cell phone companies, we have the highest cell phone rates. Why aren't they cutting our bills? Like, Mm -hmm. right? Why aren't they doing something? Yesterday, my mom questioned me and said, if you were making a high salary at your job, Alicia, why would you argue that you deserve to make more? Why wouldn't you have just stayed there and taken the good salary and enjoyed your job? And I all along tried to show people, I said, look, a lot of this job is a bonus. A lot of this job is a car I get on the side. A lot of this job is my free internet. It is my free car. It is my free gas. Okay. None of that's included in my salary. And if I have a baby, which I would really like to do, guess how much money I make? The same as what everybody is making right now, because it's the maximum amount of EI. That's all people get when they have a baby. So most jobs don't have maternity top up, maternity leave top up. So I would have gone from making, oh, a comfortable salary, still half of what a lot of people there are making, but comfortable. Whereas if I was making what everybody else is making, I could have been saving my entire, like I would have been making what, it would have been like me working on a double income. So I could have saved one of my incomes, let's say, for saving up to have a baby, right? But when you pay the women less and you don't give them like fair maternity leave, the scale is just so off. Anyway. And that's how women end up in poverty. But I said, the funny thing is, is like the money that they're paying you is money you've paid in taxes anyways. It's money we've made. Right? The taxes you pay when you have a job with a good salary is disgusting. And I was right at that that sweet spot where, um, and I tried to argue this in my hiring interview. I said, no, you need to pay me more because look, you pay me here, I'm in this tax bracket now, and look how much taxes get taken off. So I'm still making less than what I was making before because now they're taking more taxes off. I'm like, you need to get me up here so I'm at least getting more in my take-home pay. But do you think they give a shit about people's take-home pay and, and how they pay their grocery sure. bill and their hydro bill? No. And the fact that my rent was half of my salary. <laughs> anyway. Life is not easy, but it is yeah. 
Yeah. But hey, at least we're lucky to even have those things. I know, right? Those like, problems. No, so I don't know. lucky to have those problems. I don't know. It's the problems uh, I always wanted to have. Yeah, it's it's like it's like look at the polarity like it's so it's so crazy like it's so crazy to think how like we all have different issues (laughs) but the kind of the same it's all like right like I'm complaining I made too much money I'm literally complaining I made too much money but but it is facts, right? No, it's like, it's a different kind of struggle, right? <laughs> it is a different kind of struggle, but it's not to say that yeah. you haven't struggled, but it's just a different kind, right? Um, it, I think that's the whole thing is, like, not judging ourselves with others, right? Like, we're so commonly, like, quick to judge somebody when they're talking about something or, like, complaining about something, right? Yeah, you don't know till, until you've been... Until you've been in those shoes, for sure. I remember um, one Christmas, I was drunk. And this is back in the days I used to drink, and Christmas especially. And I said something so offensive to one of my brother's girlfriends. I said, having an abortion is the most irresponsible thing a woman could do. And I was so inexperienced to believe that. I really, truly believed that to my core. And then I experienced it. And I got a taste of my own medicine so life life um, has a funny yeah. way of doing that to yeah, you that's that's the that's the law of attraction right oh, there yeah. yeah i don't even think it was a year later and i had to eat my own well meat. i think when you always have a really mm-hmm. strong opinion on something like you're always going to be given opportunities to see the polarity of it right like i think it's it's important important to have opinions but it's important to see things from a bigger perspective right and at the end of it like all of this is just like all of the judgment and all of it is just unnecessary because if we accepted people for who they are like none of that would even matter right we all make mistakes like that's what I mean if we accepted like I have I have the tattoo of the skull on my finger because like at the end of the day we're all the same like we all like, so I don't know why we, we judge each other so much. Like, all we are is a and skeleton and a soul, right? Um, oh, my gosh, I forgot my question. <laughs> I don't know that. Oh, yes, a girl this morning who looked young. I don't know if she was. She just looked young. She looked like Kylie Jenner's age. She actually looked like Kylie Jenner. And... She posts on, like, a group um, post that this girl was saying racist things and that we should all, like, attack her. And I didn't, like, go in there saying we shouldn't attack her. Like, you can do whatever you want because that's your choice. I just went in there to let this girl know something I learned, which is you really can't change people. You can't. And I read something that it's the devil's work to manipulate people. And I am guilty of manipulating people. People need to want to change on their own. People need to have to see their reason of why they have to change. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But see, that's just... But again, that's just bad energy, right? Like, yeah, you... um, Mm -hmm. 
it's hard. You really can't change people. You can educate them. You can debate with them. You can give them like all the reasons in the world, but they have to be ready on their own terms. Yeah, and if they're like energy, like that racist person is damaging to you, don't feed into it because they're getting that attention from what they're saying and they're clearly saying those things because they're hurting or something. So just like, Well, I think I think a lot of this stems it, it stems from saying. people feeling oppressed, right? Like we feel oppressed and mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's 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 not a nice feeling. Like I know I know nothing in comparison but like like the like women like with like its history has just not been well at all and you wonder why like why can't we all just get along like why can't we all just be equal and i feel like now i you can tell me right like why can't we like it just doesn't make any sense to me (laughs) I I have this, I had, I don't really take this stance anymore because it offended so many people, but I used to say that um, I felt a lot of the times in the workplace like a visible minority, and people would get really offended by me saying that, but uh, I feel that when you, can, when you are, I was, I was a visible minority, I was the only woman, so I walk into a room, everybody looks at me. Um, they talk about me different and they, some of them don't want to I've been in the same situation in a job, so I can understand how you're feeling in that. Right? And it it is based, it's a prejudice based on the way you look. So no, I, I am not having the same experiences as a visible minority outside of that room. So I don't consider myself a visible minority. Like I I wouldn't check that box off as far as my identity, but I think that I have had some experiences where I can say, man, that is just so... Well, like, let me... Okay, like, I'll, I should give... Like, I feel like as women, we get put into uncomfortable situations all the time. Um, I, like, can tell you this one thing that has been happening for me, for instance. Um, I do... So I have an older neighbor who lives across the way from me, and... Um, like he's he's definitely really lonely, right? And uh, I've gone over a couple times and just chatted with him, and like, it's gone from being like a friendly conversation to like him telling me he loves me and wanting me to sit on his lap and like telling me and like that's like that's not okay. And now it's gone to the point where like he waits for me to go outside to like call me over, and it's getting and like there's a fine line between. And, but but mm. honestly, like, I I don't even think that he's all there because he tells me the same stories. But then it just goes to show you, like, a certain attitude that, like, I, I always find you kind of get treated, right? Like, it goes from me. Yeah, I, okay. But here I have to tell you, okay, so my boyfriend, where we are living, is visible minority so when we go out in public the women here are like drooling saying inappropriate things um like being really aggressive to him 
I was, I was not, I was not, I do not dismiss that either. Right. Um, Cause it is very true. But it has nothing to do with him being the visible minority that actually <laughs> brought that up. It's just because it's extremely sexy, but um, he definitely gets treated a way here. And but I think being nice so commonly a... gets misunderstood. In a group setting, though, I'm just I'm just meaning like okay, for, there, for example. In this group setting, let's say there's 20 people, and one of them has immigrated to North America from a non-English-speaking country, like non-Anglo, you know, country. So there's that person in the room, male, and me, and, like, 18 other men. Like, we don't, nobody comes and sits beside us if we're the first ones in the room. And no one takes their time to walk up to us and like ask us how we're doing. So I know I'm not the only one treated that way. I see that other people who are visible minorities in the room are treated the same way. Um, But it's that white male, like brotherhood, which I am literally part of a brotherhood. But it's all white. It's literally all white people in that part. It's not all white, but in my college of white. You know, it, that is what I'm getting on to. That is the offensive there, thing I'm talking about. There, there is a whole, the whole frat boy. Frat boy. It has to go. I, I know. That's the one. Yeah. It's, it's funny. So I just watched a show. Well, I just watched so a show over. on that. So it's funny you're bringing that up. And it's the whole, it's the whole culture that goes along with it. It's like not okay. Right. Yeah, I think that. Um, but it's even, but it's even the whole way. Like a lot of it starts with sports. Like I kind of hate to say it, but a lot of it starts with sports. It's bred. It, like I don't know. Recently, I saw. Yeah, were you allowed to play football? No, I wanted to play hockey. I wanted, I wanted to play lacrosse, but oh, I'm a girl. Like I'm going to get hurt. Right. Like, (laughs) um, yeah, but I, yeah, I, I, uh, hear that. And then not just that, like there is a certain culture that goes along with it. Like as they're saying, and you see it all the time, these people get protected and I don't know. Brock Turner, yeah, like what's that kid's name? Brock yeah. something, that dumb kid. But it's so crazy. It, it is that like that's the culture that needs to change. That's <sighs> the culture that. But I sorry, what I was gonna say is like recently there was something online about there was like a group chat of NHL hockey players and like one of this girl's pitcher came up and they were all like. Uh, slamming her and then the messages got sent to her and I think some of these NHL players have been fired but it's the whole thing like the way that they like judge people like and then the girls think they have to be a certain way for these guys oh I've I've been in that hockey yeah it's pretty bad and I've heard it's the worst but But exactly it's sports it's that whole culture that goes along with it 
right. It's horrible. I I never knew until I changed high schools because the high school we went to was like this weird, peaceful, loving place where everybody kind of got along. As much as it may not seem like it at the time, when you go to another high school, you realize it was. Everybody got along in our high school. Like everyone, there may have been little cliques, but then I went to a high school where there was athletics, like jocks. And um, it was typical out of a movie, the things that happened at the parties, the way that the people get treated in the hallways. It was very typical and was alarming to me. <laughs> I was friends with them at first, then they found out I had a boyfriend. And while I was sitting at the lunch table, I'll never forget this. They were my friends. I had classes with these people. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking. And they all go, do you guys hear something? Do you guys hear someone talking? <laughs> they were shunning me from the table. Yeah, what a, what? I know. It's kind of insane. Yeah, and then nobody sticks up to them because if you stick up to that person, then you are... Okay, have you watched the show 13 Reasons Why? It's literally what we're talking about right now. Like, at least... At least the third... Like, well, it kind of... It kind of is actually what it all boils down to. It it boils down to the culture of what happens in high school. And, you know, like it's kind it, it, and it's kind of like what we're talking about, the culture that needs to change. Yeah, because if kids learn that that's okay, then they get into weird relationships. Yeah, um, but at the same time, it's like, I, I think it is educating kids on what's right and what's wrong right and I think that there's not a lot of that necessarily happening I think kids are left to kind of make decisions on their own a lot and it's hard like if you don't necessarily have the right tools to to, like as you said like people don't have a computer they don't have access to a lot of things so how are you supposed to know Right. Hmm. Now you're making me <laughs> be a lot more focused. A lot more focused towards kids. If it's a charity, I don't know. I have to learn the difference between charity and not for profit, so I know what to call this. I think it is a charity, but it, it and under being a charity, yeah, I'm not familiar on all those business models yet. Oh. It's actually not that complicated, but it, there's a lot, of, a lot to read, so I've got to maybe reread that part. But I find it so exciting to, to come up with these, like, yeah, I'll, and, and then figure out I'll have to send you um, no my, my first draft of my the logo. You'll have to tell me what you think. Of the logo. Logo. Logo? Did you just call it a logo? No, I didn't. <laughs> No. <laughs> it well, it's kind of funny when you see it. It does kind of blow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean to say oh, it, but it's kind of funny because oh. you'll understand when you see it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I can already see it. I think I know what it is. I wonder, like, if people when they read our podcast name think that like, we're like some kind of sex podcast because it's teraxicum and it's spelled c-u-n and like that's well, yeah. so sexualized 
No, it's not. Well, not yet. (laughs) We haven't gone to that conversation yet. There, I, oh, I didn't make notes today because last time I started making notes, I was like, oh, this is No, cool. but you've, uh, so, um, uh, my cat is missing again. My old sugar kitty. Yeah, I know. She's been missing for about a, about a week now. Um, well, she's been gone for 10 days before, and then in January, she kind of got a little bit sick um and I did think I was gonna lose her and then the other day I don't know it's hard it's it's yeah uh, like honestly at this point I really don't know um I've put out sorry for anyone listening I'm just gonna say it I was going to ask because they might not know not everybody's like catch you okay yeah, and then that's kind of what I've been thinking. But I swear to God, I saw her face the other night in the window. Um, so, but then my other cat chased something off. So I don't know because I, if she is alive, like I kind of have a feeling that she might have like a neurological issue and she might have honestly forgot where she lived. Like, I kind of, because when she got sick in January, it was like she she couldn't walk properly. And I definitely thought it was something neurological back then. But then she kind of got better and has been good. And then I don't know if maybe something happened again. And um, I don't know, right? So I have the neighborhood looking for her because there's a really awesome group here in town that has like a cream or care mongering. So I've points I've posted her on there and like literally everybody around the area is looking out. And I I put treats out the other night and they were gone in the morning, but Well, you know, order a place called <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, pretty nice. Like, you know, uh, everyone's mm-hmm. so like, what am I going to do? I think with her going missing the first time for 10 days, I, I'm the type of person that believes that she'll be with me regardless. So what am I going to do? I like, I've cr- I cried like last week, a couple of days and mm-hmm. I have to grieve her, but if she's meant to come back, she'll come back. And if not, like she was meant to go do that right and I can't and then I and then I saw her like get sick in front of me so I mean I've been through both kind of like scenarios right now at this point and um I think before when she went missing I was like so attached to wanting to have her Mm -hmm. body but I think I lost like I lost the attachment to that right because I know she's always going to be with me I don't necessarily need to have that anymore Mm -hmm. Right. So if she wants to peacefully go find a dark place and do that, then that's mm-hmm. what she's got to do. But um, yeah, because I think like I like was a mess she's in January sick. when she was sick. Like for, like she's my baby. I've had her since she was a kitten and she's 14. So and then I was doing some research the other day and a cat is considered a senior at the age of seven. So I'm like, shit, she's been a senior and she still climbs trees and does all that um, kind of stuff. I'm like, she's had a great life. Um, right. But uh, like, I, uh, what do you do? Right. I, I spent, 
I've, I've spent mm-hmm. my time being sad. And if she's meant to come back, she will come back. I'm like, my little Wolfie's been super cuddly <laughs> by my side. Cause I think he knows, but the thing is, is I also really want a puppy mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to get, I wasn't going to get a puppy until um, she left too. Cause I would never do that to her at this point in her life. Like bringing a little kitten in of Wolfie was, I think, mm-hmm crazy enough for her then that I couldn't I I couldn't bring a puppy in but Wolfie would love a puppy friend (laughs) what kind of animal what kind of puppy are you no I'm not picky it was so weird on the OSPCA website um you could choose a color I was like I don't care like, that's why the black dogs are getting adopted. But, no, we just um, live in a small place. And so, and we don't have mm-hmm. a yard here, but we would go outside. Like, there's so many places we can go here. So, we would walk the dog. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't have a big space. So, I want a very small dog. But if we do get a dog that is, um, like, a rehome, if it would be comfortable in our place, then sure. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want a big dog here because we just don't have space. A medium-sized dog might be... I would like a medium-sized dog. That's my... A medium-sized... Wolfie already walks down the street like with me like a little puppy. <laughs> yeah. It's so... It's so funny if I'm outside. He just, like, follows me around. <laughs> His new thing is... So he's not fully cross-eyed, um, but he's like only if you look at him straight on, he is a tiny bit cross-eyed. <laughs> I know, but he's like he's honestly he's so okay. So my neighbor leaves his window open, um, so Wolfie because he's got a cat, so his cat goes in and out, and like our cats have become friends. <laughs> so Wolf Wolfie's been going into his house and. He has a second floor, so Wolfie will go up to the second floor window and cry at, cry for me through the window. Like, he'll hear me go outside, and then all of a sudden I hear, meow, 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 and then I, like, go around the corner and look up, and he's in the window meowing for me. I'm like, you are the funniest cat, like... It's like he's singing these sweet love songs from the window. (laughs) And then I'll go around and like put, stick my head in the window and call his name. And then he comes running down the stairs to me. Like (laughs) he's like, uh, yeah. And then I had to walk down the street and he actually followed me down the street. I was at my neighbor's the other day and he's like, peeking over like wondering what I'm doing he was playing like hide and seek with Kane in the bushes the other day I'm like well like who are you who are you (laughs) he's three so yeah he's just like he's just over three so he's a good age but like honestly he's super cuddly like he spoons me (laughs) so I mean he needs he needs a he needs a, a puppy friend, I think. And they would just be the cutest little thing ever. I would walk them both on a leash if I had a puppy. Aww. Yeah. And I think it's at the point like 
when I'm out in the garden, he's out in the garden with me. And if people are walking by, he nor with dogs, he normally jumps out. He's super curious. <laughs> and then the dogs, yeah, I've totally seen him like a like go at dogs. Like he's got no fear, but he he's so funny. He's like he's the funniest little cat ever. I can't even explain him to you. Like he's he is the best. <laughs> but just just his personality because he's so um he wants to be a part of the action just like kind of a dog would want <laughs> right so um animals i love animals in general like they are just the best <laughs> my sister got a bunny like um So she told my mom she wanted a bunny and then my mom was out on a walk and found a bunny in the ditch. (laughs) I'm not even joking you. Like, found this bunny in the ditch, just eating apples in the middle of nowhere. And it's a black bunny. Not like, not like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, wasn't like one of those like, um, uh, like, like a wild it's not like a wild bunny. Like this is this is somebody's like bunny that they like oh, left there. So my it. mom picked it. <laughs> my mom picked it up and just like You're brought it home and brought it to my sister. And like my sister doesn't even really put it in the cage. It like just hops around the house. She's got a little litter box that it goes in. Like he is like the most chill bunny ever. <laughs> it's um yeah I see Casey like pick him up sometimes and I'm like Casey don't don't like do that to the bunny but he's like he likes it and like the bunny hasn't hasn't bitten anybody he hasn't done anything like it's kind of crazy (laughs) it was like they were like clearly they were meant to have the bunny how often does that my I want a bunny my mom finds a bunny in the ditch and it's like the most chill bunny (laughs) right (laughs) I'm like, I want a puppy. I'm putting it out there. I'm like, the right dog will come to me now. (laughs) I want like the type of dog I want. I put, I, cause on my vision board, they know like when I was doing my vision board, they're like, put things like specific things on your board. Right. (laughs) So I put the specific type of dog I want and I want a mix between like an Australian Mm -hmm. shepherd and a husky. Because then it's like a, (laughs) I want, dude, (gasps) with the bright, with the, I want, yeah, no, I want, I want the mix, I I think, because they have, I don't know, I I want a dog, or, or to me, I just want a dog with blue eyes to match blue eyes, (laughs) but I don't, I don't actually, yeah, I know. Yeah, there are three huskies on one of the sites I was on. I'll send you and something. then I feel... Um, because I don't want a husky. I'm making that. Um, yeah, yeah. And they, they always have to Yeah, but you know, that? but that's why I want a, a, mix. a mix. I do want a mix. Better. I do want a mix. A mix but then I feel bad because I'm like, do I want, I want a puppy? Yeah. But then like yeah. a lot of people say yeah, like rehome. But because I have the cat, like I think I, ha- I have, I, I don't think I... I could bring 
right? It's like, it's so hard in this situation, <laughs> but I, I would really love to have a dog from a puppy because I think I am the type of person who would really just be there. <laughs> like my whole lifestyle, I do so many walks and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so my neighbor, one of my neighbors has a um, Burmese mountain dog and it's a, it's a pretty much a puppy. Um, like, and then in the last couple of weekends, I've gotten to like play with her. <laughs> and it's the best thing ever. I got like, I just like run around on the grass with the dog. <laughs> I think it's um, my boyfriend's mom's dog that's convinced me I want a dog because I've never wanted a dog um, because I don't like petting them. And then washing my hands after I'm weird like that. It's so bad. Oh. You probably noticed if I ever pet your cats, I go wash my hands right after. I'm like that with everybody's animals. I don't know. I'm freaking weird. So I never wanted a dog. Mm-hmm. But um, now when we go to his mom's house. Well, doesn't it make you feel so me. good when they get like super excited? Like I have another friend who has a dog, and every time I show up there, the dog gets so excited. <laughs> another one of my friends has a dog. The dog gets so excited. So I'm like, if I have this effect on a dog, I need my own dog. <laughs> and then for me right now, I'm like, I don't need a boyfriend. I need a dog. You want that like 100% companionship, like right there. <laughs> like I, I, it's like I, I want that companionship, You're but I don't dog. want the hassle of a relationship right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it came, if it came in, no. And then it's like also, I'm, I'm kind of at the point where like, you know, you want, you want a baby too, but like, I don't really want the hassle. Like, I was along with it also, like. Yeah, a, a baby step. The puppy would be a good baby step. <laughs> we are same here. For just where we are right now. As much as we wanted that and want that, it's like you know everything's happening for a reason, and it's okay. Like, Everything will happen it's when it's supposed to, right? Day, and I think it's. So one of my friends had a baby on Good Friday this year. She'd been trying for so hard. And her best friend from childhood had a baby like a month before that. And, you know, that's just cut. And they, those two were born a month apart. And they grew up as best friends. I was like, hmm, you know, it was so hard for you all those years to get pregnant. But now you and your best friend are having a baby at the same time. Find the silver lining. I mean, I Find the silver lining in it necessary it's just it's amazing it's amazing i'm it yeah but see i think it's like and it's important that you remind her of that you're giving her a different perspective right sometimes you're sometimes sometimes you're too close to a situation to see it for what it really is right and sometimes it's like I think that's the important things of having friends and having different perspective is you know maybe you're too close that you don't see it one way and all it takes is for somebody to be like hey like maybe she's always been one to say 
But I think that's the beauty of it, right? It's like, that's, that's, that's the beauty of relationships is being able to, 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 to see that in people and remind them of that. Right. Sometimes like I had it. I had a I had a girl actually that I used to work with. Um, I only worked with her like briefly, and it was when I was at Party City. I had her say like the nicest thing to me the other day, and I'm just like, oh, so nice. Just like how saying that I've been a huge part in her spiritual journey, and like you know she's so inspired by me and constantly looks up to me. And I'm like, well, I haven't even really done anything, but thank you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I guess. Yes, you have. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I guess that's, that's it, too, right? Is uh, sure just so being confident. Being confident. Just be confident. My mom said this yesterday. Yeah. My mom I, uh, yesterday. <laughs> it's not that I'm not. I just, um, <laughs> it's a lot of, like, for me, it's a lot of internal stuff, right? I think it. it's a lot of, um, definitely a lot of internal stuff. And, I started reading one of the, I started, I got this book and like, honestly, I haven't read it enough. I should read some of it today, but it's basically called ACA, which is adult children of alcoholics. And it talks about, yeah, it, it started talking about like just the characteristics we get from being in a dysfunctional childhood right and it's not to say it's just alcoholic it's any kind of dysfunction that's all good (laughs) well but but exactly and I think um I think it's really healthy like recognizing that and I think like AA was a lot of like uh, focuses on alcohol as a disease and it focuses on the alcoholic but it doesn't necessarily focus on like the kids and how they grow up in it. Um, yeah, I went and visited my dad at a rehabilitation center when I was five. And instead of telling us as kids what was actually going on, they lied to us. And not, I don't think it was my parents. My parents were never really ones to lie about us. But when we were in the building, it was very like hush hush. Like we weren't allowed. Wow. Like, I don't know, it was so weird. We were not, like, talking yeah. until you, like, really got into my dad's room. And we weren't really... And I, and I remember... Uh, like, yeah, well, it's like, the same here. It's like, my mom, like, I remember her just packing us uh, four kids up and, like, taking us to these different homes and, like, not really understanding, like, why we're going to these homes. And, and then, I don't know, like, she said to me the other day, like, when my parents got divorced, there was, like, you know, we could have gone to counseling, but, and we all decided not to, but at the same time, we had my parents saying, like, if you actually talked about what was going on, like, we would be taken out of the house, and, like, it's hard now to look back at that and, like, recognize that, so, like, yeah, I could have talked, but you were always telling me I couldn't say these things. I couldn't have said the truth. If I would have said the truth, I would have been taken out of the home. I would have been in foster care, so... Uh, my whole like my like my family was already in pieces like it would have been even more in pieces I'm like what then I would have been the one responsible because I'm the one who talked Mm -hmm. 
right? It's, it's when you, I feel so lucky to know each person, I don't know your dad, in your family. You're all so amazing. So to know that you all went through so much, um, yeah, it must be really deep down inside because it you're all so successful each in your own individual ways. But the thing but is, is we all not, have problems with relationships that I, don't, that I don't that I don't think that, so, like, again, without educating ourselves, yeah. like, we don't recognize, oh, right? Like, I... Right. I, um, uh, it's, it's hard to. Okay. Yeah. Well, you must all have the same deep down feeling that you have. It's, you right? just, and you I'm just sure turn, family, you turn into survival mode. Like, right. As a child, yeah, it's survival trauma. mode. Everybody's trauma is the same. Right. And, and you grow up in fear and then you shame, you are ashamed of everything that you do. And, you know, you don't end up speaking the truth because everything is hush hush. And if you say anything or tell anybody you get judged or you're like, I think like, it's kind of funny because I feel like if I would have told people what was going on with me in that time, like, I feel like people would have made fun of me. Like, I feel like I would have been judged even more. And like, that I, I really feel for kids nowadays and like people in public, like, mm. like the culture of like the 12, 13, 14 year olds. Like for me, I think that's where I want to put my focus is in, is in the kids because I think it's there where we learn so much and we also don't talk a lot because we don't feel heard. And if you can't, voice like how you're feeling then like I how do you ever Mm. and like I know for myself it's like I just got to the point where I shut off because anything that I said was wrong and anything that I didn't say was wrong Mm -hmm. so like now I even find I have a hard time knowing what to say when to say it right but it's I think not really even realizing it and if you've never taken the time to maybe Mm. see that things aren't like aren't good or like question though if you don't question how do you know yeah I I get that I have almost like two separate childhood memories there's like the good memories and then the bad memories and I keep them so separated so I could be like oh yeah I had the best childhood ever but then on like a different conversation, be like, "Oh my god, I had the worst childhood ever," and both of them are true. But I keep them so separated um, that I'm. I I wanna I wanna to heal from, from my heal pain, so my children don't have to heal from it. Other people, relationships. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> understand my yeah so that I can help other people because I don't understand it right now I'm trying to figure it out it's because <laughs> I was talking that I told you there was somebody who I wanted to bring on on today I say that every single episode but this particular person um I was voice messaging her and my voice kept cracking and I couldn't say what I wanted to say and then she said you can call me and I said this is pretty deep, and I'm not going to go too much more into it. And I said, I can't even 
talk about mm-hmm. what I want to talk about. I don't know how to talk about it. And you know me, Allie. I can, I'm expressive. So, yeah, we all, have, I don't think we all have, some of us in life, some of us who you it's know, so true. don't know, but they have experienced things. Tough so out. Yeah, imagine. it's so true. And, and not, mm-hmm. <sighs> which is why we have to treat everyone, even the people who are racist, remember, like, yeah. okay, they're racist, and I'm not going to change them, just have to treat them according to the law. It's, it's, Every everybody it's, it's, is a person. Like, we are we are all people. What were you gonna say? Everyone isn't or is not. Well, they should. Like animal yeah. cruelty yeah. is awful. Yeah, I, uh, well, we're vegetarian. I ate meat yesterday. I actually feel a little sick thinking about it now. I'm a little dizzy. <laughs> so I think I'm going to look into some iron, um, mm-hmm. natural ways to yeah. my diet. From yeah, it's like, you know, I think you just, <sighs> I think yeah. it all, but doesn't it all come back to, like, how you should be living your life anyways is, like, treat people the way you want to be treated. Right? It's like we. The golden rule. My grandfather. I didn't yeah, know. But it, it, it seems like that is the first thing that we all seem to forget. Or like that's, you know, that's what seems that this world seems to forget. But. Yeah, and it's e- and it is easier said than done, because it's hard to be conscious in every single second of your life. But if you make an effort to be more conscious, treat yourself better in every minute, you're going to treat other people better. Because no, nope. if you feel bad, no, nope. treat other people to make them feel bad. You know, unless they're racist. No, I'm joking, but seriously, you're not going to because you're not going to waste your energy on racist people because you realize that you can, I think like the, the sad thing is, is a lot of people are reacting, right? Like there's no, it's like, I understand, but like reacting is not going to change things like we need. No. Making the conversation, oh, but the riot. Right, and I think we need, we need, like, it's the same thing as, like, I guess we're afraid to talk about these things. Like, people are afraid to have an opinion or to to voice how they feel without, um, I argue, maybe that's not it. Like, it's not even about having opinion. Well, careers have been ruined by saying the wrong thing. So, yes, when we're recording, I'm scared. I'm scared to talk about it. When I'm not recording, I'm not scared to talk about it, but I'm very open and I'm very much like, hey, I don't know what the right thing to say here is because I can't have an experience. It's like I like a person who hasn't had abortion talking about Yeah, abortion. Um, yeah, it's true. Great. 
It's true. I, but I, what I mean is like, but, but people don't like to talk about these things. So I think the healthiest thing that's going on right now is people are talking about it. Right. Mm -hmm. When I see a man in an abortion debate or a guy sticking up for someone like online in a debate over rape, um, I'm like, kudos to you. Like, I'm not saying men can't be raped too, but men can't. Men do experience abortions, though, because their baby that they made got aborted, too. So I'm, I'm wrong. Men experience abortion. And they should I'm, be part of the conversation. And they should be part of... I'm just really happy you know, we are talking. We're finally talking about these things, though. Because right? Like, I think that's the... That's the whole thing is like without like there's never going to be change if we don't talk about these things. So the best thing that's going on is it's being talked about and it's being it's being made aware. Right. Because I that's the first step to a change is is by talking about all the really awful things that go on um, is putting them out in the public. Right. Putting it out there talking about it that's the only way we can we can change it really so uh, if anything like i'm happy i'm really happy to see that i've i've always been hopeful and i'm so happy you said that because remember i think our last one was like it really gives me hope (laughs) okay okay i think that's how we have to be i think i think it's important important to feel feel the sadness feel the pain process it and that's how we move forward mm-hmm. so <laughs> don't put it in your tongue it's no, not it's a snack it's good it's... we got to share this one <laughs> Okay. Well, no, I'm my cat's... sure whoever is knocking at your door or calling you on the phone right now, or your surprisingly, cat you know, <laughs> you're very popular over there in the utopian world. I finally I made some friends. We don't know. have any <laughs> yeah. in the neighborhood. I'm like, what I, I like. Too, but... It's just my my neighbors right like there is a younger couple that live across the street and then another younger couple beside them so it's uh right yeah we just need to get out and meet some people it's only been a month but people here are nice to us even i was saying like even when we say we're from toronto which i always like oh i should ask you how are people being with the covid stuff down there like or like when they're when they're out are they still like are people still like trying to go around you oh no here i feel free here i feel so free here like people here were were affected are they open i think more than anybody by this because it is casinos restaurants like tourists 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 no everyone here is suffering so that is horrible but their spirits are high and um there are some people wearing masks but i feel unless we leave and go just out on the outskirts of where we live people aren't like giving you that feeling like you're standing a little too close to them or if you 
know coffins to your elbow, they're not like stared down by seven people. Like they're just comfortable with themselves here. Yep. And we barely have to move them anywhere. You know, we're severely living in a place that's hot. And people are nice. You see what they're trying to? They're like, they're just like, oh yeah. Did you, do you have to wear a mask when you go out? Or are you guys all good? small town, sometimes I feel like they just like get turned off by it. Anyway. Mm-hmm. No. We went out to other, like, um, I went to the bike in Burlington. And but you're in the city, right? Or closer. Yeah. I had to wear a mask in the store. Burlington. Yeah. And so I think it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of hit and miss, I guess, everywhere. Um, most, I haven't had to wear a play mask really in anywhere. I think it's kind of at your discretion. There's, I think one place somebody told me that they said you had to wear a mask and I can't remember where it was, but it was in Wasaga maybe. So I think it's really, it's really kind of hit and miss. Um, it's like every store does have like the social distancing and like, you know, the one lane and whatever <laughs> so oh yeah they changed so recently since yeah every everything the, here uh, is like it has when you go into the grocery store there's lines on the floor to follow and then there's like the the, the the steps to step on when you're at the checkout because it's a little bit smaller so we don't have like this space but I went into the Canadian Tire in Wasaga Beach yesterday and I mean like it's 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 hit and miss mm-hmm. right everywhere has like the plexiglass screens um I don't know I went into a value village the other day and really I'm, I'm not kidding you yeah I did yeah it was shut the front door. Yes, no. I did. And I found, no. I found some pretty, but I didn't even think a really uh, value no. village was open yet. We did. But if winners, what? If winners in home sense, I well that that's how I felt. I had to go pick something up at the what? Home Depot, this and then all of a sudden, is blown. Um, I was in there for probably like two hours. <laughs> it was. It was it was quite a I was in there for quite a while but I found some good stuff so it's like super therapeutic. I missed this I missed the thrift stores like and like but but again like they didn't really make you wear a mask. Like the only thing is like the change like they Well well so I, I, I think it's more like or less like your discretion now, but it's like the people who are working have to wear masks and they have to wear that stuff, right? I'm joking. Um, I, yeah, because if you think about it, you're breathing in your CO2, right? When you put a mask on, you're just, you're kind of breathing in your own air, which isn't necessarily good for you. And after a while, like, so my dad actually um, was in the ICU two summers ago because he wasn't breathing properly when he was sleeping and he was breathing back in as carbon dioxide, which would be kind of just like him wearing a mask. 
right? So his energy levels, like his oxygen levels were very mm-hmm. low. He had, um, I think they said he had water in his lungs or something. But then, then you're putting these masks on and breathing your own air in. Like, that can't be good for you. And for, for well, think about it. You, it, it I don't think, I personally don't think it's healthy breathing in your air all the time. I get, I, I know when I put the covers over my head, um, like I, I can't breathe. <laughs> I've worn a mask like a little bit, but like, I can't, I can't breathe. Like I, <laughs> yeah so I always need to like open up the doors in the house and I get like scared if there's like not enough air in the house because my mom taught me that you know like the air intakes on the wall in a house um they're they're there by law <clears throat> excuse me because of garages because people used to go in and out of their garages and never and think about it door. you're starting your car in your garage and the carbon monoxide and like i've had carbon scary. monoxide poisoning so like trust me not not even just the carbon monoxide from the garage it's just the fact that um the garage door opens and there's no airflow really from the garage you know, it doesn't really matter but no other like window. Or uh, yeah, anything. that's not good for you. House. It's just the same air circulating in your furnace or whatever. Like it's not like I don't maybe not your furnace, not your furnace. Right? Like let's say it's the summer and your windows aren't open. And, no know, fresh like, air. There apparently was a circumstance where people had no air in the house because it created like a suction. I don't know. It's crazy. So that's why you those big air intakes. Yeah, I have one. Every house or like a big grate. It's a good thing. I'm not going to. All righty. Yeah. You need to breathe air. Because (laughs) you needed to catch um, up. We said 1.5 times. We're awesome. We're the best. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you too. Bye.